Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca, and my guest today is somebody I've been friends with now for a while, and she's constantly changing. She's kind of constantly reinventing herself, so it's going to be great to catch up with her and find out what she's doing right now, and that is the great and legendary Annie Cruz. Annie, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. What an intro. Legendary. I like it. I like it. You are how? because well, it's been a while. You've been doing your thing for a while. So you're like a legend. <laughs> I know. I, I actually was just thinking the other day because I had to write about myself for another interview and I was like, oh God, I hate writing about myself. And then I realized, oh my God, it's been like since I've moved to LA, just moving to LA alone has been nine, 18 years, <laughs> 17 wow. years, 18, yeah. So it's been a long time and a lot of things along the road. <laughs> the journey continues. <laughs> but the thing that I admire about you, because you talk about your time in LA and how long you've been doing your thing, you've gone from acting to podcasting to you know, Twitch and, you know, you're still learning and developing new things like you keep like I'm not joking around. You do keep reinventing yourself. Is that on purpose or just circumstance? You know, honestly, I feel like it's a little bit of both a little bit. It's like a lot of it has to do with circumstance, but then a lot of it also has to do with when I make that decision, I'm thinking to myself, oh, let's do something different. Like, for example, the beginning of the pandemic, um, you know, couldn't work. So I was like, all right, what can, what can I do? You know, and, and people are constantly, at least in the beginning, anyways, people were constantly complaining uh, about being stuck at home. Like, oh, I'm so bored. And it's like, you're only making yourself bored because you choose to be, there's so many different things you can do while being stuck at home. And I, and I made the decision, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So in fact, my boyfriend and I kind of came up with this together. We were like, let's learn a new language together. So we ended up, um, learning French. Well, me more so relearning it because I had kind of already learned it a little bit, but I needed to like kind of brush up, brush up on it a little bit. So we kind of started taking lessons together and this became a daily thing for up until now. So like a year, gosh, it's like we're already March. It's been almost exactly one year to when LA went on lockdown. I remembered it was like the second week of March when uh, Los Angeles was like, all right, everything, everybody's on lockdown, stay at home orders in place. Couldn't do my radio show anymore. I was already kind of streaming on Twitch. So I was like, well, you know, I guess this is, I, I kind of looked at it as a full-time gig to begin with. So at that point it was kind of like, well, now I'm kind of dedicated to this. Um, and then just kind of uh, trying to, to figure out new and different things to do while keeping myself occupied, while also simultaneously not going crazy, crazy yeah. being cooped up at home, you know? So I've, I, people are always shocked. They're like, how, like, how do you do it? And it's like, I just choose not 
to to put myself in a position where I have to complain and 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 be bored, as people like to say. You know, it's all about trying to to find ways. You know, I, I took up meditation again, just like a month and a half ago, maybe not even, maybe not even a month and a half ago, like barely a month ago, I've taken up meditation again. And, um, it's always something different that I want to do. And in fact, I recently, uh, started going back to school (laughs) and I wish, I mean, we didn't know what was going to happen with the pandemic a year ago. We didn't know how long this was going to go till we still don't know how long it's going to go till, but we don't know what was going to happen. And I, and I, the only regret I have is man, if only I would have jumped into doing, making this decision, you know, at the, at the beginning of the pandemic, because, um, I, you know, it's been 18 years. I did two years of college for those that don't, don't know. I, before I moved to Los Angeles to, to pursue, um, work in entertainment, I, um, I did two years of college and I dropped out, came to LA and I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing. Um, so if you would have asked me 18 years ago, you know, you ever going to go back to school? I probably would have said no way in hell I will ever go back to school. Now that I'm doing it again, I am like pleasantly enjoying it a lot. It's like I, I'm feeding my brain. I'm, I'm working on, um, you know, uh, feeding the knowledge that I need to even continue. It kind of helps with what I'm already doing. Right. Cause I do my radio show. I talk about sex, dating and relationships on my radio show. I used to work as a dating coach and I've self-taught with a lot of books that I've read, being mentored by other people. Um, and now going to school and studying psychology kind of um, helps legitimize everything that I have already been doing. Um, and it's been a fun ride so far. I can't I have no complaints. <laughs> and you are a dating coach and you have a show on Sirius XM as well. And we're going to get into all of that. And it's funny because I'm 49 now, married, kids, live in a house in the country. I'm so far away from that dating life, but though it doesn't seem like to me that it was that long ago. And and I'm guessing in the last few years, especially now during this pandemic, that is going to be extremely difficult to meet oh, yeah. new people and to date. It's absolutely. I, I've, I, I remember, too, when we because we were off air for like nine months um, because of the pandemic, because this this the mandatory stay at home order. So they were like, can't go to the studio. And in fact, I mean, even Sirius was um, kind of like cutting down on how many producers they were putting out there. So as I'm sure you knew or know. And um, so when I finally did go back on air, the first topic that I talked about was like, all right, so how are you all doing (laughs) dating wise in the middle of a pandemic? Because I get so many people I have asked Annie as a segment on my show. And I get so many questions from people that are like, and you know, we made a joke earlier before coming on the air here, how, um, uh, in the midst of the pandemic, people are joking, oh, divorces are on the rise because, you know, couples are realizing how much they can't stand their partners because they're cooped up 24-7 at home. So I get people all from all sorts of situations from recently divorced to my partner and I broke up in the middle of the pandemic or um, it, towards the end of the pandemic or, you know what I mean? And they don't know how to date. So they're like, how do I date when like nobody, especially because a lot of times when, you know, there's all these dating apps, right? People go on dating apps, swiping, swiping, swiping. You meet someone on there that you think is cute and you start a conversation, you start corresponding via text, phone call, whatever. And then it gets to the point of, 
well, um, so do you want to meet up? Now, I, I would say that this scenario, what I'm about to explain right now, probably more so kind of um, is more relative to in the beginning of the pandemic when people were unsure about how safe it was to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, people meet people on these dating apps and then they're like, well, I don't know if it's safe for me to hang out with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it became this thing of, and then testing became readily available, right? People are you can get tested for free to see if you have it and you get the results pretty fast, you know? Um, and then there's the argument of like, uh, you know, well, how, how, how accurate are these tests and all this kind of stuff. So you get a lot of paranoid people. I get a lot of paranoid people that e- have emailed me or, or called into the show and said, um, I just don't know if I can go out, <laughs> go out there and, and meet anybody. And on top of like, there's the dating apps. There are the old school people that like to meet people while out and about, right? You know, bars are closed, even mm-hmm. restaurants are closed. So it's really difficult to go into a set, a social setting that is to meet new people. So um, I know that it's, it's from talking to certain people, whether it's on my show or outside my show, it's difficult for people, man. I can't imagine. I, I've said this many times too. I'm so grateful that I have a partner that, and we're coming up on three years together. You've met him. Um, we've been together for so long and being stuck together 24 seven, um, you know, we have other friends that are couples. I remember one time there was one couple that we're friends with that were making jokes about like, oh yeah, we've gone from fighting, you know, three times a week to just once a week now. And I can't really relate to that because we don't really fight. I know that sounds like such a cliche thing for anybody to say that wants to like brag about like, oh yeah, my relationship, we don't fight, but we genuinely do not fight. Like we'll have like disagreements, of course, but every once in a blue moon. But I think the thing that I appreciate about my partner is that, um, you know, aside from being grown adults is that we're able to communicate. So we're able to have, you know, a civil discussion about certain things. So I'm so grateful to have a partner that I can actually have that with, because I can't say that about past relationships. If I, if I were to sit here and think about, and not that I'm comparing, of course, but um, I can think of different partners that I've had in the past where I would just be like, get me out of here. <laughs> you know what I mean? But with him, I'm grateful that I have someone because I think if I was single in the middle of this pandemic, I don't know, I, I probably would just become a hermit. And I would, of course, try to socialize, you know, in other ways. But, um, you know, no, not knowing, you know, too much about how how this virus is very effective and, you know, with, with uh, people like, you know, I have a high immune system, but I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, Oh, I'm not going to catch this. I'm just going to go do my thing. And I know people have listened to my radio show. I'll probably be like, well, you know, we've heard your radio show. I I highly doubt that you would be cooped at home, but who knows? I I honestly couldn't, couldn't say, but with that being said, I'm grateful that I have someone that I can spend this time being cooped up with that. I'm that doesn't drive me crazy, but we can also, um, have our own personal time and our time together. And, you know, it's, it's, it's well-balanced, I guess you could say. So I don't, I don't know. I I honestly don't know what it would be like if I didn't have anybody, but I'm thankful that I do. (laughs) And that's great that you do. And of course you can hear Annie every single Monday afternoon on vivid radio channel 415. Um, And And Annie, when it comes to your radio show and you've been doing it now for a while, you're open to give advice to anybody. I I know I have said that I wanted to be on your show many times. I get passed (laughs) over even during a pandemic. I get passed over. So that's when you real. that's when you really know somebody doesn't want you when they pass you over during a pandemic. Uh. <laughs> no, Dave, you know, I would have you on my show. No. I, okay. So in all honesty, my show out of all the, sh- and I'm, I'm sure you've heard my show before all, of all the shows on the network, I'm the only show that never has guests. 
it's just it's just been a thing. Um, but, you know, I'd be so open to have you on my show. I could ha- I'd have to pick a topic that could like kind of cross over to maybe into wrestling, you know, maybe like finishing moves or something, because I've actually done that before. Um, but I would lo- love to have you on my show, of course. Um, it's it's been a minute. But uh, yes. you were saying um, my were wife would saying? actually show I go for my wife would actually say I would go for the finisher way too early in the match <laughs> but I, I i i digress that's gonna be the topic when i have you on my show we're gonna talk about <laughs> sex finishing moves <laughs> but no i i've been doing my radio show for uh gosh eight years eight or nine now 2012 2013 i think it was 2013 when i when i first started and i went from doing it three days a week to once a week because they um they uh, cut down the, the amount of shows that we had when we because we kept switching channels. We went from channel 102 to like some ridiculous number in the 700s. And then now we're at 415. And um, over the years, they've made so many different changes. In addition to that, they they cut so many shows. So they were like, all right, well, it's not going to be fair if you have your show three days a week. So then they cut me down to once a week, which is fine, especially now. I mean, like I couldn't imagine doing my show three days out of the week being in the middle of a pandemic anyways. But um, I love it. I absolutely love it because um, I've always been one. I'm very open-minded. I've been uh, a huge advocate of sex positivity. And I think that's very important, especially in society right now. I've had this discussion uh, on a previous podcast, actually, on how um, there's too much of a stigma surrounding sex. And you'd think that in 2021, there wouldn't be, but there is, you know? So that's like the one thing that I um, like to promote on my radio show. I, I make no judgments on anybody, as I'm sure anybody that might be watching or listening to this show right now, um, if they're familiar with my show, they understand that, I welcome everybody and and everything um, on my show as far as like uh, topics and um, kinks and whatever else, you know, no judgments whatsoever. But I also like giving advice. That's the one thing I used to work as a dating coach, like I I stated earlier, and um, it kind of goes hand in hand with my show. Um, Working as a dating coach was was interesting. (laughs) Very, very interesting, to say the least. And part of why. I've always been so interested with psychology because, you know, the brain fascinates me and, and why people do and say the things that they do and act and feel the way that they feel. And um, when I think back to my experiences as working as a dating coach um, and working with people that had like really bad social anxiety, for example, and understanding where that stems from and how you can overcome it, because I did some fun some really fun exercises with people that had social anxiety. And now that I'm actually studying psychology, I'm wondering, was that a good idea? <laughs> you know, um, one of my, the, I'll just share the story. So I had this one client from New York. In fact, he came out and he had really bad social anxiety to the point where we would, it didn't matter if we walked into a bar, a restaurant, doesn't matter. He would excuse himself to go to the bathroom. And by the third day, I had noticed this, this, uh, this recurring thing. So I asked him, I was like, are you okay? Cause you know, like it was always the same thing. I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the bathroom. So I asked him and he was like, yeah, I'm fine. I just needed to puke real quick. Come to find out his social anxiety was so severe that every time he went into a public place, he had to excuse himself so he could vomit real quick. And, um, 
And so one of the exercises that we did to try and help overcome his uh, his social anxiety is I took him to Hollywood Boulevard, which is like the touristy kind of most touristy area. Not so much now, but touristy area in Los Angeles, in Hollywood specifically. And um, like where the Chinese theater is. So there's always hustle and bustle of people, tourists mostly walking out uh, in all over the place. So what I did was I... Um, I forced him to ask random strangers for the time. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you have the time? Because for anybody that has really bad social anxiety, they can't even talk to to even a person of the same sex. Like, never mind dating and like talking to people that you're interested in like that. You can't talk to just can't talk, period. So I forced him. <laughs> Forcing sounds like a bad word. I I exercised him. I told him, all right, we're going to, I'm going to, you have encouraged. 20 minutes. Encouraged. Yeah. You have 20 minutes to um, approach anybody. It doesn't matter if it's male or female and ask them for the time. All you have to do is say, excuse me, do you have the time? And it was so hard for him. And um, at one point there was this girl who had her headphones on who was clearly listening to something um, walked right past him and he was standing up against the wall like this. And he was just like, excuse me, do you have the time? And she, he couldn't hear her. She couldn't hear him. Excuse me. And um, he flipped out when she didn't respond. And that's when I realized, okay, you're also anxious, but you're also angry. So it was a very interesting experience for me as far as like when I, um, when I did work with people, um, uh, cause when I worked as a dating coach, it was more than just when you, when people think of the word dating coach, they think, Oh, pickup artist, or, you know, like, Oh, you're teaching men how to pick up women. And it was more than that. And I didn't really like the use of, you know, pickup artist very much. It's got a very negative connotation to it. Um, cause what I did was I helped men learn how to speak to women because my, my clientele was a very, it was a wide array of types of people. Like I had, the kind of guy that's kind of nerdy that um, just can't talk very shy. You know what I mean? Probably has only had sex with one woman or if at all, because the 40 year old virgin does exist. <laughs> they do exist. Um, but then on the other hand, I would have good looking guys that were like well-dressed, you know, like any woman that would see this kind of guy on the street would be like, who's that? Problem is, as soon as they open their mouth, I'm like, oh, my God, don't ever say that again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like I helped I helped men um, learn how to properly speak to women, you know, etiquette um, on top of like a lifestyle change. You know what I mean? Like one of the one of the most important things when I worked as a dating coach, especially when we would go to a bar setting or like a nightclub or something where there's people like a social setting. I would tell the guys you're not allowed to drink or you can only have one drink because I didn't want drinking alcohol to become a crutch for them. And then they would become dependent on it. Like I can't talk to women unless I'm drunk. So, you know, there was all these different things that I did when I worked in that world. We even did an immersive experience where I lived in a mansion in Las Vegas with um, the guys to force them to be around women. <laughs> so, you know, it was a very, it was a very fun experience. I stopped doing it um, when uh, I broke ties with this one company. And then, you know, I thought about doing it on my own. I was like, that's just too much work, but I have my radio show, which is kind of like the second best thing. And I'm constantly always getting, I guess the point being of me even going on that spiel is that, you know, with that experience, um, I feel like having my radio show, I'm able to help a lot of people in that regard, you know, cause there's always, room for learning man you know it's i always tell people don't be afraid to ask me anything because i'll tell you like it is you know 
Well, one thing that I know that our, my audience is going to really appreciate about you is that you have all these skills, but you've applied it to pro wrestling. You're a huge pro wrestling fan and, and you've dived into pro wrestling on a couple of your podcasts as well. And there's a stigma about pro wrestling fans. You know, there's <laughs> the uh, <laughs> uh, there is. true or false, true or false. A lot of black T-shirts, uh, you know, people living in their mother's basement and everything else. Now. You have obviously worked in that community, worked in the pro wrestling community, and it's it's kind of changed throughout the years. Like, what is the dating scene like with pro wrestling fans, as far as you say? The dating scene with pro wrestling fans? Yes. Have you seen it? Like, when you're at an event and mm -hmm. you're surrounded by pro wrestling fans, are you looking at them and saying, you know, the, the coach in me, I know I can work with some of these people. Oh. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That's a very good, that's a very good point, actually. <laughs> um, because, you know, it, it's it's an interesting world, right? Especially when like when you think of the average wrestling fan, right? And you think about like, well, where do these guys go to find women that are into this? Because, you know, essentially, if you're hard and I guess it depends on like how big of a wrestling fan you are, right? Mm -hmm. um, I actually had Vince Russo on our podcast uh, last week, and he was talking about his his idea of what um, what like a like a super <laughs> hardcore wrestling mark is, and I feel like his idea of that to me is the kind of guy that like probably lives and breathes wrestling, and probably the last thing on his mind is even like thinking about. And this sounds like such a bad stereotype and I probably shouldn't even be saying this, but since we're on the topic about it, because going to wrestling shows, I see a, a world of different types of fucking people. Right. And you also occasionally will sometimes see couples, too. Right. Like we sure. met at um, at Double or Nothing and I brought my boyfriend with me. I dragged him along and he's he's a wrestling fan as well. Um when he was a young, when he was a kid and I've kind of gotten him into the, the newer stuff just when we first started dating. But, um, so you always see there, I guess in, I guess I should preface what I'm about, what I'm about to say with this, like in the wrestling community, there's just like when I worked as a dating coach with men in general, there's a wide array of different types of people, right? You have like the hardcore, nerds that like live and breathe wrestling to the point where they believe it's real. <laughs> That's where I was going with that. When, when Vince was talking about that on my podcast, because when he said that, I'll, I never even thought about that until he said it. And I'm like, actually, you know, that's a good point because there are people that actually do believe that some of this stuff is like real. And I feel like, sometimes if you're it's okay to be obsessed with things right <laughs> but to an extent to an extent you don't want to obsess over something to a point where it totally consumes your life because i think the problem with a lot of the hardcore wrestling fans that do believe it's real um is that they allow it to consume their lives to the point where is there even that where you kind of want to where i kind of question is there even space for you in your bubble to even think about being in a relationship? Does that make sense? Yeah, Cause of course. Because I feel like um, I feel like if they kind of took a little step back a little bit and, uh, you know, like it's OK to like wrestling, it's fine, <laughs> you know, but 
you know, maybe find someone that is into it as well. Cause there are women, I mean, I'm proof, you know, there are women out there that do like wrestling. They do exist. And I feel like, um, I'll put it this way. If a wrestling fan, if a hardcore wrestling fan were to come to me and ask me like, Hey, Cruz, where can I, um, how can I find a girlfriend? If, if a wrestling fan came to me and said that, I'd be like, listen, there are so, and I say this to everybody else, dependent on like what their interests are, right? The internet is such a beautiful thing, man. You know, technology, because you've got web forums. There's, I mean, there's dating apps. There's, what's that dating app called? It's like farmer something. I'm like, for fuck's sake, they have, they have a, a dating app for like, if you want to find a farmer. <laughs> okay. So it's like, it's like um, there, there's there's something for everybody. So I feel like when you find commute like online communities, forums and such like that, you'll be able to find people that are interested in like minded stuff as you are on these forums. You know, never mind dating apps like, yeah, there's dating apps and stuff like that. But also what helps too, like if you are on a dating app, like for me, for example, um, and actually, I'm a perfect example because I met my boyfriend on Bumble. OK, we met on Bumble dating app. You, for those that don't know what Bumble is, you swipe right. If you like them, you swipe left if you don't. And the ones that you match with, meaning they swiped right on you, you, you mutually swiped right on each other. You can message each other. Right. And I always put in my um, in my profiles, like my interests. Right. And of course, on that list of interests, I put wrestling, <laughs> you know what I mean? So when I met when I met my boyfriend for the first time, we went and got pizza and then we went to this this speakeasy bar um, nearby. And um, I'll never forget one of the things that we talked about. One of the one of the things that we talked about that night was wrestling. You know, like he's a huge Stone Cold fan. I started talking. We started getting on this conversation about, um, you know, Bret Hart and we just started talking wrestling a little bit. And, um, and I think that's probably why we lasted three years, <laughs> but you know, it's like putting yourself out there and, and showing what your interests are will attract people of the same interests that you have. And I think that's important. It's like a lot of people think it's impossible. Like, Oh, it's impossible for me to, it's not though. It really isn't. Um, whether you are on a, a dating app and you put what your interests are, or if you go on some web forum or, you know, there's a lot of wrestling forums that I'm even a part of on Facebook, whether it's Facebook pages or um, on uh, on like Discord servers and whatnot. Like there's so many places that you can find people that are into the same things as you. And I think um, I think uh, I think the perfect mate for someone that's like a hardcore wrestling fan is to find a woman that's also into wrestling because come on, man, don't you want to go to a show? Well, when we're allowed to anyways, <laughs> again, go to a live show <laughs> with a partner that you can scream and yell and stand up with next to you, you know, because that's that's the beauty of, you know, being with with someone that's kind of that shares the same interests as you. So um, I could go off on that all day. But, yeah, that's my opinion. No, but I think matter. it's like almost like something you should do. Like, yeah. you know, the wrestling fan knows you. You should have like something where you help wrestling fans find somebody. Oh, I could be like a matchmaker, like a matchmaker yes. for the wrestling community. Hey, come yes. at me, guys. I'll help you out. <laughs> I like, I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. One thing I wanted to ask you about as well, because you are on Twitch and, and you're, you're mm -hmm. very you're very big on social media. And you just met, you know, mentioned that you met your boyfriend on a dating app. I met my wife on a dating app as well. <gasps> oh, I, that's right. I think I remember you mentioning that before, actually. Yeah. Actually, the picture I used, you know, because you have to have like pictures and photos. Stuff like that, so, yeah, photos. <laughs> <laughs> I used a picture of me falling down a flight of stairs. That was the picture. 
I used because I wanted to I wanted somebody that had a sense of humor. No, that's amazing. That is that's brilliant. No, that's absolutely brilliant. Forget about it. That's brilliant. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) But one thing I'm worried about is and I think we're kind of going in this direction before the pandemic. But now, especially now, it's been one year that we've been at home and working and, Mm -hmm. you know, socializing. Um, Are people going to be afraid to be socially active again? Like, you know, that's my one fear, because even before this pandemic, if I would go to a concert, it felt like people weren't living in a moment. They were recording it on their phones or even at wrestling shows, recording it on their phones. I just I'm afraid that we're going in a a really bad and dark direction here. I agree with you 100 percent on that point that you just said. I feel like because of, you know, the advancement of technology and like also the incorporation of social media, for example, people are so wrapped up with, you know, like followers and likes and like, what can I post on social media that'll make me look cool and all this kind of stuff. And like perfect example is, you know, when before restaurants were closed, you know, you could go into a restaurant and you'll see couples sitting at, at the table, just like this on their phone, not even like being, you know what I mean? And like, that's one thing that, um, uh, my boyfriend and I've had this discussion many times too, is like living in the moment, living in the now, you know what I mean? And I think that's the problem is that too many people are all about this. Let me just record this. And, and, and back to your point about like, once the pandemic is over, over, are people going to be social? And I feel like, you know, being, being in this pandemic, being locked at home has even like furthered the whole, um, being wrapped up in, in social media and technology, because what are we doing now to be social? Right. I know for a fact that in the beginning of the pandemic, my friends and I, we would do zoom meetings and play games like, you know, like Jackbox games, you know, like little card games that you can play like on the computer, but like through zoom and stuff. So, um, um, that's how people socialized. Right. And I still do that now. Like I FaceTime friends and whatnot, but like a lot of people were doing that in the midst of the pandemic, like, okay, well, we can't leave. We can't hang out. We can't leave the house. Oh, we're on, we got a curfew, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. We were already incorporating technology into our social lives. Right. And my concern is that when the pandemic's over, not only are people going to be a little apprehensive about being around other people, whether it's because they're afraid of COVID or they um, they've been they've been lacking personal touch for so long. Like maybe you're a single person who lives alone um, and you haven't been around people. And now the pandemic is over and you're going out and being social, you know. My concern is that people are going to be afraid (laughs) to want to be close to anyone. And we're all we've even before the pandemic, we were already wrapped up in in technology and social media that I feel like it's just going to go back to the way it was before. Unfortunately, like if things are to open up again, it it might, might even be worse, to be honest. That's what I that's what I fear, because as someone who's all about like, you know, Perfect example. You go to um, you go to like a like a show, like you were saying, concert or whatever, and people are all about like I have to record everything, and it's just kind of like I look. I'm like sitting there looking at the person next to me doing that. And I'm like, can you just enjoy for a yes. moment? Like we're here now. It's in front of your face. Just enjoy. Live in the moment, man. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, I feel like um, 
uh, too many people, they're already like swallowed up by that. And I feel like when the pandemic is over and everything's open up again, whether or not people are, whether or not you're going to be okay with being around other people, I still think that we're all going to still be lost, in, you know, with that whole mindset of just not living in the moment. And I feel like it should be the opposite. You haven't seen, I, there's so yeah. many friends that I haven't seen in like almost in a year. Oh my gosh. It's been like a year since I've seen my best friend. I mean, granted she lives in another state, but um, I still, I haven't seen her in a year and it's like, um, you know, you better believe that the day that co that comes that I'm able to hang out with her and have lunch, dinner, whatever, and be in her presence, I'm going to be all about hugging her and being near her and not worrying about like, let's take pictures for the gram. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. that's the problem. The last with, thing you're going to be thinking about. Yeah, it's the last thing I'm going to be thinking about. And that's me personally. But unfortunately, I feel like too many people don't really feel that way or not even so much feel that way. They don't realize that they're being that way. Cause sometimes there's certain people where I have to tell them like, what are you doing? <laughs> stop that. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> just we're here now. Just enjoy. You know what I mean? So I feel like, um, I think that that might be, that might be a problem. That might be a problem when, when all of this is over, unfortunately. Just because I felt like people have been detached already before this. Exactly. Happened. And now they're just, exactly. it's going to just get further and further away. So that's my, it could be the other way. Two, it could be where, hey, you know what? Because there's been this void for so long, this sure. is actually going to be a kick in the ass where they kickstart everything. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for because I'm definitely somebody that's a hugger. Uh, I like physical contact. Me too. I, I like me to be too. around people. Um, and it, it's been really hard on me to not be able to do that. You know, outside of just my immediate family, I haven't been able to do that at all. Like Andy, when I saw you. The last time I saw you immediately hug hugs. Yeah. Cheek. And, and like now it's just like, it's just not the same. And it's not hope. I'm just hoping that we get that uh, connection again. Annie, I really appreciate the time. Please plug away what everything that oh, you've got going on right thank now. Thank you so much for having me. I've, I've missed you, Dave, honestly. Um, you know, I always love seeing your posts on social media and all that, but this is great to be able to actually talk face to face. It's been so long and I really appreciate you having me on your show and I will definitely have you on my show. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Speaking of show, I am, uh, on uh, Vivid Radio, Sirius XM channel 415 every Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Western. I have a, a new wrestling podcast. Going Over is on um, hiatus, but I do have a new wrestling podcast called Wrestle Fetish, not to be confused with actual fetish wrestling <laughs> and um of course i'm on twitch now i am on twitch under my real name miss frankie ray but the easiest way to get to that link is just visit actwitch.com that'll take you directly to my twitch channel i play video games i play with subscribers all the time it's a good time and i think i didn't miss anything i think that's it yeah all right and we got and i'm glad that you're now uh, a nation member and you've been on this show before and we always enjoy having you got to get you on again on a friday with mark henry because yes i, I love big, mark yes mark's a yes. big fan so annie love you and thank you so much for the time today i really appreciate it thank you so much for having me i love you thanks for listening catch us monday through saturday on busted open from 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 the busted open podcast with the wells fargo active cash credit card you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need 
That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash Active Cash.